0: Welcome to the Sleep Talking series, where we have honest conversations with parents and professionals about their babies' and children's sleep. Sleep is such a hugely important part of our lives for our health, little ones' development and our all-round wellbeing and happiness. When babies come along, our sleep is temporarily disrupted, but too many people let this deprivation continue on for many months or years, when in fact, it could be much better, much sooner. Let's hear from those who know. Here we go with this episode of Sleep Talking. So excited today to be joined by Jenny and to give you a little intro Jenny is the founder of Daisy First Aid. So prior to creating her business she was a police officer in London and experienced a vast number of real life first aid emergencies and this is including treating casualties at Edgware Road tube station during its bombing in 2005. In 2014 Jenny who's also a mum of 3 to Daisy who's 12, Lottie who's 10 and Benny who's 7 She was sitting in a coffee shop chatting with a friend when her friend's daughter choked on a cookie. So being an advanced first aider, Jenny knew just what to do. She quickly stepped in and successfully removed the blockage and the little girl recovered perfectly. It was this moment that she realized then that first aid was not something regularly offered to new parents. She felt she wanted to educate parents in a way that made them feel happy, confident and empowered, rather than terrified and intimidated. So this was how Daisy First Aid was born. Jenny has grown her business from tabletop to a multi-award winning company in just four years. She's now considered a paediatric first aid expert, she's featured in numerous publications has a huge celebrity parent portfolio and volunteers her time at many national charity events as well. Jenny, welcome to the podcast.
1: That is just the loveliest introduction. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're very welcome. Well, I think it's good to give people perspective and know where it all came from. And um, amazing. What an amazing journey in in just four years to have created what you have.
1: Oh, it's just been so much fun as well. I've loved every minute of
0: it have you has it felt really fast has it has it felt like um a blink and like you've, you've launched skyrocketed or has it felt like a bit more of a slow trudge
1: it's been like so quick like so super quick that we rarely I suppose when you're a, a business owner and you're so focused on where you're going it's not often you actually hear someone talk about you and all the things that you have achieved and you it's almost like listening yeah. to another person going oh yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Did do that. I have achieved that. That's yeah. I completely get that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, the work you're doing is phenomenal, and um, and I can't even begin to imagine just how many lives you have touched and possibly saved without even knowing it, as well, because it's like a ripple effect, isn't it?
1: It is. And you know what? It's you know sometimes we get emails or phone calls from parents who have come to our class, and you know something's happened, and they've saved their child. And for us, like that, just we cry in the office pretty much every time we get one of those messages because, you know, we have you know over a hundred people collectively within the Daisy first Aid business and all, but I think a couple, are parents and those, that other, those others um, work in the childcare sector. So we all get it. We all get how mm-hmm. precious, you know, your children are to you and for someone to send a message going, Oh my God, if I hadn't have done that class, I wouldn't have known what to do. And, you know, mm. it's just been so much, Different is just um, mm. a really amazing feeling, and I think in terms of job satisfaction for me, it just doesn't get any better than that.
0: Definitely, changing lives and helping people—yeah, it's just—it is so rewarding, so rewarding. Really? And and I think also from there, it then inspires more and more people because as you tell your story, and I'm sure there'll be people listening to this now who think, "Gosh, I really need to brush up on my first aid," or you know, that that's actually a really good point. And I because you hindsight is a wonderful thing but you know it's no good thinking I wish I had and actually being prepared is so so important so I imagine it does just continue to inspire and inspire more and more people to pay attention and at least know the basics
1: exactly that it's knowing the basics and I think when we have our babies we are so we just want to protect them we want to look after them we don't want to think about the bad things so a lot of the time people don't want to think about first aid because it's almost like I don't even want to even enter my head that something might happen. And I completely understand that. Um, So the way that we deliver the class is really fun. It's really friendly. It's just, there's no scary stories, no gory pictures. We would never, we don't want our customers to walk out feeling terrified. We want them to walk out going, I am so glad I know that. If my Mm. child knows, I know exactly what to do now. And that's Mm. the difference between, you know, our classes and the big corporate, you know, first aid world, which can seem Mm -hmm. a little haunting and scary.
0: It can, definitely, definitely. It's scary, um, almost a bit clinical um, and sometimes a bit out of your depth. Whereas I think, yeah, you definitely take that approach that softens it, but without diminishing it, if that makes sense, softens it in a way that makes it feel um, more achievable and, and, and I guess, um, positive rather than a dark and gloomy, oh, don't want to know about this kind of stuff
1: exactly we'll come and sit on your sofa and we'll have a cup of tea and we'll chat about you know the kids and we'll just have a normal conversation like you would between you know two mums or two or a mum and a dad or and so it it automatically kind of breaks down that barrier between going you are the teacher and you are the student Mm. so it's not like Mm. that it's much more personal
0: I love that I love that I think that's exactly what the world needs so first up Just to get to know you and things a bit more, how are your three sleeping? I know, you you know, your 12 and 10 year old probably into a good place now, but do they all sleep well?
1: Now they do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this whole COVID situation has completely turned things upside down. Um, So they're definitely sleeping or going to bed a lot later and getting up later so it's going to be a real struggle i think when they go back in september to like the normal routine but i'm a Mm. i'm a very routine type of girl i need structure in my life and my kids need structure as well so um Mm. we kind of thrive on that structure um with set whereas it's all got a little bit holiday mode at the moment
0: yeah it is like extended holiday are they still off at the moment
1: Yeah, they're all off till September. So I've decided myself now that they're they're home with me for for quite a while yet.
0: How's that juggle going with business and the kids? Do
1: you know what? At the beginning, I thought there is no way that I'm going to be able to carry on working. So work full time um, Mm. and have the children and homeschool them. And it was all a bit like, oh, my God. And Mm. I have to say, I'm so... And um, this is a little bit of a brag, but it's a bit of a shocking one. <laughs> I'm so good. proud of them. They are doing so well. They know that when I'm on Zoom or when I'm, you know, doing Instagram lives or whatever I'm doing, they know not to interrupt. They know to keep quiet. I may well shoot myself in the foot now and they may start. <laughs> and I'll be like, ah! um, <laughs> but they've been amazing. And it's mm. been really good for them in terms of bonding with each other. Um, mm. They're, I think they get on better now than they've ever got on which again, oh really
0: that's lovely <laughs> yeah but it's so nice that they do have each other though and they because they're their, they're their only friends really at the moment that are around um, and obviously without jumping on FaceTime which I think all of our, all of our little ones have become like early teenagers with the, with the means to connect with their friends but when you've got siblings right there they're the only ones you can hang out with aren't they
1: Yeah, and I think they're so lucky that they've got each other to be able to play with. Mm. They've always got someone there, and I think they're incredibly lucky. Uh, You know, I really do feel for people that don't have that. So, um, yeah, yeah, they might not always think that they're lucky when they are fighting. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they've got got playmates there with them all the time.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I don't think it's a bad thing either for them to see us as mums um working and running a business and having to just take every now and then a bit of time to go right just need to not interrupt me for this bit I need to just do this thing and then we can turn our attention to them but I think it's actually it's no bad thing for them to see that and to see us as women as well you know um doing good things and putting good things into the world
1: it, I, you know I completely agree and I battled a little bit with guilt about not spending enough time with them and having to work because don't have a choice and you know sometimes one would be like are you still working and I'm like yes darling because this is my job and you're normally at school when I do this oh yeah and then I start to feel guilty and then I'm like no 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 actually work ethic is good they need to learn yeah. and yeah I think you're right I think they've, they've kind of realized that I actually have a job
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I agree it's, it's definitely t- it was definitely tough at the beginning and I think because it was something that we just got you know dropped on us all like, we'd never planned to homeschool um child run a business you know all at the same time and that wasn't something we had signed up for or prepared for um but once you get into that flow and i guess you know with both of us having the youngest being seven it is a little easier than if you have a a toddler or, or a little one that really commands a lot more attention um but I completely agree and I I had a bit of that guilt feeling because I'm quite precious about when I'm working I'm working when I'm mumming I'm mumming (laughs) and I don't like the two to cross over and inevitably they had to cross over a little bit um for a while there and and it's not easy but yeah I think communicating with them um is definitely good and then making sure we do set aside that time where it's all about them and we can give them our attention it's um yeah it's difficult but we've had to kind of think on our feet haven't we and just figure it out
1: oh my god yeah and I, some of my trainers have got much younger children they've got babies and toddlers and for mm. them it's been a whole nother different dynamic you know and they've had actually yeah. less time because they can't say to the kids you know "Mummy's working just be quiet because they don't understand they're too little um so i think it's yeah. been different for them so we're all just juggling and just trying to work it out and I I just think no one should like put any pressure on themselves or feel feel the guilt or you know worry about the homeschooling am I doing enough not enough you know I've went Mm. through it and I've wiped it clean and I'm not feeling guilty now because you know there's only so much we can do
0: definitely and it doesn't achieve anything anyway does it beating ourselves up for we'll always feel like we either we're not doing enough or we're doing too much or we're worrying too much it's like just just what is it just is what it is (laughs) and um and yeah and and as long as we're doing our very best there's not much else we can do exactly Um, right (laughs) so um so in terms of your parenting and having built your business and your children growing up, and like you said, they're sleeping, they're sleeping well now and routine has worked well for you. What would you describe as being one of the most challenging times, whether it be around sleep and being tired or, or otherwise? What would you say has been sort of a, the trickiest patch in the parenting journey so far?
1: So I... I was one of the lucky ones when I had my first baby, and I always tell this story because it's absolutely true. And I genuinely thought that I was just really good at this parenting thing. So I had the baby that didn't cry, that was always happy, that slept seven to seven from like eight weeks old. So it just I could oh, wow. anyone, and I genuinely thought, well, I don't really get why people are finding this so hard. Like this is. great like I'm really enjoying this and I'd take the baby everywhere and I'd be just a not smug but I'd just be like this is really enjoyable um so I quickly had another and then I realized (laughs) that the first time was just lucky um (laughs) wow was like an absolute whirlwind of just everything the other one wasn't and it had nothing (laughs) to do with my parenting skills at all um and she didn't sleep I mean she had some issues because she was born with clubfoot so she had okay. a lot of time in plaster casts and then she had to wear these boots with a bar in between and she wore them till she was five so to try and sort of sleep with those as well mm. was just a nightmare so um, sleep deprivation is real oh my gosh mm. wow mm. and um, I completely then understood why so many of my MCT friends were going you know struggling so much and and I had Mm. the utmost sympathy for them.
0: Is yes, I love the way you've described the difference as well, though, between the two of them. And this is something that we're really passionate about at The Sleep Nanny is recognising that children are so individual. And even when they have the same parents and the same routine and the same upbringing, the same parenting, it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the same outcomes because they have their own little personalities, their own unique character traits that make them who they are. And, and you know, what, what you did with one might not be so useful with the next one they need a different approach from you and so yeah it's different every single time and I love the way you've just painted a perfectly true picture of exactly that
1: it's so true and I think that's why you know people are so you know particularly like other generations they're very quick to kind of put their opinions on what you must do for like the perfect child the perfect sleep pattern but you're absolutely right you can't there is no generic pattern that suits everybody
0: there isn't. no, right. And this is why it's such a hot topic. And somebody asked me the other day, why is sleep such a hot topic among parents? And I said, because it's, it is and will always be confusing. <laughs> and so it will always be talked about because there isn't a solution. Of course, there are various theories and there are, there are definitely um, underlying facts about sleep that are, are useful to know. But when it comes to actually resolving the problem, the answer is going to be different for everybody and so parents talk and share and talk about their stories and this worked for me well that's not working for me and it's because they're all trying to figure out a very confusing subject really
1: yeah it's like trusting your instincts then with their personality the baby's personality your lifestyle it's just like a whole yeah. of stuff to think about
0: it absolutely is yeah yeah and sometimes what what would be the sort of approach I would suggest for one family and go right this is what you need to do if another family were doing that I'd go oh my goodness no 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 you this this type of personality no that is not going to work at all we need to take this a different way and I think yeah that's why it is such a hot topic but um, I love the fact that more and more people are starting to understand that they can put their hand up and say I need some help with this I need some guidance this isn't I I can't work this out on my own. Definitely. Um, I I I mean, I
1: don't think that anything existed when my, you know, my oldest children were that were around or certainly not that I ever came across. And
0: Mm.
1: actually if someone had actually explained it in the way you've just explained it, it would have probably made me sit back at that time because sleep deprivation means you can't even think straight, let alone decisions sometimes, Mm. Um, Mm. you know, to actually have someone explain that so simply, of course, it's so obvious when you say it, but when you're in that that muddle, fuddle, tired, oh, it just mm. seems like the hardest task to, to master.
0: Definitely, definitely. And you're, you're a busy woman, you're an entrepreneur like myself, and you, you train other people in your expertise. Um, so you're well connected with women and moms who are trying to run businesses and juggle little ones at the same time. Um, so I think, you know, well, we know, know only too well how vital it is for us to have our sleep so that we can function and, and run those businesses. I mean, do you um, have you had times where being tired has impacted your business or, or those that you've trained and have you seen it impact their ability to function in that way?
1: Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of my trainers, as I say, they're most of them mums, but some of them actually have babies, and you know, whilst they're still training and being Daisy First Aid trainers, so they've gone mm. through the whole kind of being pregnant, doing classes, then having the newborn, then and and following on from that, so they've gone through that whole process. And the lovely thing about having a franchise like Daisy First Aid is like you work when you want to work, and you fit classes in when you want to fit them in. So, yeah, if you've got a brand new baby, and you just want to do one class a month, then. If that's what you do and then we've had other other ladies who have fitted the breastfeeding fed the baby gone to do a two-hour class at somebody's house and then been back in time for the next feed but it also gained mm-hmm. them two hours of adult company hot cup of tea bit of a chit chat and then back to the baby and so it's just slotted in so perfectly um but we just don't put any pressure on our trainers you know if they Mm. need to take a day off or if they need time they just manage their own schedule so if it all goes wrong and they're just exhausted then you know they can take ownership and and work it out so
0: yeah yeah I love that (laughs) yeah no it's definitely great having that flexibility when you've got little ones but I think it's it is also so lovely to have your little ones be there you know be there for them um, enjoy them as they grow but also having that thing that you do you be that a first aid trainer or a sleep trainer or whatever it may be um having that thing that you do that's for you that fulfills you like you said part of that role is having a coffee and a chat and you know talking about something you're passionate about impacting other people's lives i think it's so lovely to be able to be a mum, um but also have that thing that's for you i just yeah so fulfilling
1: i couldn't agree more i mean i definitely need to have my thing um, you know, some of my friends are stay-at-home mums and they adore it and they, they are perfect for it. For me, I just need my own little thing that mm. I can take ownership of and it's my my other baby. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's just something that um, is not housework and children and schoolwork. Yeah. Something I can work on for me. So, and I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, me too. Totally. Yeah, there's no, no denying that, you know, being a stay-at-home mum is a mm-hmm big job (laughs) and it's um it's demanding in itself but yeah I think it's um for some people that is that is their life's work and their mission and there's nothing wrong with that but yeah I I do love having that thing that um lights lights me up and I think um we've all got so much more inside of us that we can do and give and I think a lot of stay-at-home mums use that in a different way and they put it into into the parenting or, or other hobbies and, and things they do for pleasure. But yeah, it's definitely, I, I love the idea of making a big impact and helping other people. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. So um, I gotta ask you, Daisy First Aid, your first your born is called Daisy. Was that the inspiration for the name?
1: Yeah, do you know what? I didn't really intend to grow Daisy First Aid into a national company. Um, mm. I, just, I think you, in my introduction, I was a police officer And Mm. when my friend's daughter choked, I went kind of went back to my husband and said, wow, like parents don't know this stuff. This is basics, but I can teach them. So I just developed a lesson plan really just to get a bit of extra money because I was on statutory maternity pay, which wasn't even, you know, covering the basics. Mm. Um, So I named it because my firstborn is called Daisy. And also my grand, um, my nan used to say, oh, up's a Daisy when a child used to call her
0: so oh, I, yeah.
1: you, I was kind of like this is I like this name this is cute yeah <laughs> yeah um, and yeah so it just grew from there and obviously um it's no, the snowball effect me- means that it grew so so big but actually the name is just lovely and it
0: just yeah
1: puts across the fear-free element of, of first aid I think so
0: yeah um, I'm it really does, so mm.
1: yeah definitely
0: mm oh no I love that that's great I had to ask I was like I wonder if that has anything to do with I wanted to know what the story was behind that yeah so and all that's...
1: my all my that's trainers are called Daisy so it's so funny like we all just answer to it now so it's quite
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent so when people um attend a, a session with one of your trainers Um, like you said it's very informal like that you make them feel really comfortable Um, it's not scary or daunting what actual things do they come away with what what will they know or learn through that sort of session?
1: So we actually cover quite a lot of subjects but we keep every subject super simple so there's no kind of medical side of it there's no sort of science behind it It it's if your baby chokes what do you do? And these are the Mm -hmm. steps we get you to practice the techniques on the baby mannequins. Then we get you to practice the techniques on a child mannequin. Um, you'll learn about febrile seizures, which one in 20 babies and children have one, which is huge actually. Um, but we take the fear out of, um, febrile seizures because I think the word seizure is pretty scary. And actually watching Mm. a child have seizure is also really scary, but actually Most make a complete recovery, no lasting side effects. And as I say, yeah, one in 20 children have them. So we talk a lot about that. We talk about things like meningitis and what you should be looking out for. Uh, But we Mm. also cover like bleeding, broken bones, um, CPR, recovery Mm. position. We get them to practice because I don't think a lot of people know the recovery position for a baby because it's quite different Mm. to recovery position on a child or an adult so we get okay. episodes, mm. head mm. injuries so a whole host of subjects that i'm really just teaching them as well that to stay calm to not panic how to call the ambulance things that you should be doing whilst the ambulance arrives because ultimately we're not teaching you to be a medical professional we're teaching you mm. how could you potentially save that baby's life whilst waiting for the ambulance to arrive because you might mm. be waiting if if you're lucky you might wait like 8 minutes but you could be waiting significantly longer, so rather mm. than not doing anything, it's much better to be able to do
0: something. Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I love having conversations like this, because it, it makes me even question, you know, well, do I know what I would do, and I'm sure lots of people wouldn't be thinking that right now, too, do I really know enough, and what if, and um, what sort of age range does your, so you've talked about baby mannequins and child mannequins so what age would you say it's applicable up to or or is that really indefinite is it applicable all the way
1: so we start from newborn and Mm -hmm. cover newborn up to the age of one and then we cover the age of one all the way up to puberty so it's the whole range for a child yeah
0: that's really good really really good because at the end of the day anything can happen at any age so we want to be prepared and i imagine once you get through to the older end of that age scale um the things you would do wouldn't be too dissimilar after that or or then you'd move into more adult care yeah Yeah. a lot of
1: techniques for a child are exactly the same as an adult so and we will talk you Mm. through things like the adult cpr as well because as i say it could be anyone not not just within your own family and friends but it could be someone out on the street someone you don't know Mm. that you might also be able to help
0: yeah yeah oh it's it's so amazing I feel like I need I need a brush up <laughs> <laughs> so before we wrap up and on the topic of the first aid what would be any top tips that you could give to our listeners right now who might be thinking about this and wondering what can they do when they can't necessarily attend a class in person um how could they if they're thinking I need to take action on this and you've just you know, really lit a spark and, and um, brought that to the forefront of their minds, what can they do?
1: So there are a few options. You can obviously book a class from daisyfirstaid.com. Um, we've got local trainers all over the country and the classes are £25 per person. So they're quite affordable, just two hours and your baby's welcome to come. If you can't make a class, then you've got the option of doing an online course, which has all the videos and stuff for you to watch. It's quite interactive. Or if you don't want to pay for a course, we put loads of free content on the um, at Daisy First Aid, Instagram and the Facebook page as well. And there's loads of free stuff on there that's posted every day
0: amazing amazing i think it's great there are so many free resources out there for everything we do the same i also think that sometimes when you want to take it to the next level and really know the answers getting that you know it's not i think if it's an investment it's an investment that could yeah. save a life so um i think it's so worthwhile that's amazing yeah
1: so kind of put it down to like it's the price of a takeaway you know but it could potentially save yeah. your life it's that kind of balance of going oh yeah actually it's not that bad exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah when you compare it to we say the same with sleep you know it's it might not be an insignificant investment but people will spend far more on going on a holiday or you know um buying a new tv or sofa or whatever and you think okay that gives you instant pleasure but you know, when your child's not sleeping like you said, you can't function, it can affect mental health. I ha- I have people saying if we don't sort this out, it's gonna be divorced. It's oh it's frightening, it really is. So and also there's there's the safety aspect as well because some of it I'm sure as you you've been you know well accustomed to accidents. Um but if you consider a, a sleep deprived parent that is exhausted and isn't thinking straight i mean we all we've all been there with baby brain you know putting the the washing in the fridge and the <laughs> and, you know other things in the oven we we don't think straight when we're tired um it, things are foggy we're, we're still driving our cars with our babies in them and when we're sleep deprived that's putting everyone's safety at risk as well so oh my god um, yeah
1: definitely i don't think we realize how important is until you are truly sleep deprived and you wake Mm. up or you get up in the morning you think I have no idea how I'm going to get through today and I remember that feeling so so clearly thinking there's no way that I can do this and of course you do but you're right you're driving your car and you're cooking and you're doing all these other things that really your brain isn't quite ready for so Mm. yeah Mm. absolutely the best investment without without a doubt
0: Yeah, and it can be the silliest little thing, the silliest thing that you just forget, you know, something you forget to put away that you leave out on the side that could cause serious injury to a child or, and not intentionally, but just because we're not thinking straight and it's so easily done. And yeah, I think we need to take care of ourselves in that way so that we can take care of our children um and keep them safe definitely
1: I think mental health as well is like people sometimes think oh no I don't really want to talk about mental health because you know I don't have that problem but you know mental health is like the you know the range is so vast and sleep deprivation definitely falls into that category without a doubt
0: absolutely well they, they use it as a form of torture in some countries because they know it, it will mess with your head so much that they can get you to do anything if you give someone enough sleep deprivation they will do anything or say anything which is why it's used it's used as torture which oh is just God. it just goes to show that's what it does to the brain it's yeah. frightening totally. mm-hmm. yeah frightening. and so when it comes to the from birth to now the journey with your three what do you feel has been your uh best tip that perhaps somebody gave you um for parenting um that you feel would be a great thing to share with our audience the thing that has served you really well
1: i've had so much terrible advice when i was <laughs> <first>. I certainly <laughs> had my first one and it wasn't ill meaning it was just Obviously, it's from generation and generation. You know, yeah. reward for your own back. You know, I heard that a lot. Um, oh, yeah. That kind of stuff. But the probably the loveliest piece of advice was just, "You've got this. Trust your trust your instincts because you know your child better than anyone else." And I use that actually in my courses because when your child's ill, for example. You know what they're normally like. You know their normal behaviour. So you know your child better than anybody else. Therefore, you're the best person. And I think that's lovely. I think that's a really sort of quote. And I think about that quite a lot
0: sometimes. Definitely. I love that. That's brilliant parting wisdom for sure. (laughs) I think we do know every mother, every father. You know, you do know your child better than anybody else and and anything you feel that you need to know more about you know a bit more about first aid I'd like to know a bit more about that or I'd like to know a bit more about sleep or whatever it might be yeah the resources are there you can you know you can increase your knowledge um which will definitely help you but when it comes to actually knowing your child no one's no one's a better fit <laughs> than yeah, the parents right yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely. Oh Jenny, that's such a great message to share and I'm so grateful for you joining us on the podcast and getting this message out there. I think it's so important. Um so thanks so much for joining us today. Oh well,
1: thank you, Lucy. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's
0: been fab. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. We hope you found it insightful and we invite you to connect with us via our website, thesleepnanny.com. Join us for more tips on the Sleep Nanny podcast and look out for another episode of Sleep Talking.